Should I stay or should I quit? Now, how many of us have wondered privately what we would do if infidelity ruptured our relationship? That's Lucy Beresford, and this is the Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to help you live a happier life. I am your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Wednesday. Thank you for joining me today. And we are continuing with our topic this week, which is all about relationships and more specifically to help with some insight to ultimately make the decision on whether to stay or leave a relationship. And today we have a new featured speaker and longtime therapist to talk about what you should do if you or your partner cheated. Here's Lucy Beresford. Enjoy. I had a client, let's call her Hattie. And on the face of it, she seemed to have it all. She had the high-flying career, the three healthy kids, and 18 years of marriage under her belt to the wonderful Will. They had come together, stayed together, because they fitted both on a conscious but also on an unconscious level. You see, Hattie had always been the golden child, uh, much loved by her family, never flunked an exam, never taken drugs, never so much as snogged anybody behind the bike sheds at school. Whereas Will, a musician, slightly different upbringing, uh, in and out of various boarding schools sent there by emotionally detached parents. He had been drawn to Hattie for her stability and her focus, And she had been drawn to Will for his slightly more creative, laid-back style. But together, they worked. If only Will hadn't opened Hattie's phone that day, checking for details of a family holiday flight, hadn't seen those texts from Hattie's colleague Stuart, texts that led Will to emails, emails that then proved to him that his wife had been having an affair for by now two years. Suddenly, this fantastic couple were in crisis. Will is heartbroken and furious. Hattie is stunned and deeply ashamed. And all of their conversations keep circling back to this one question. Should I stay or should I quit? How many of us have wondered privately, what we would do if infidelity ruptured our relationship. Now, I respect that your view of infidelity might be very different to mine, but today I would like to share with you what my 20 years experience as a psychotherapist and radio agony aunt has taught me, which is that I am absolutely convinced the more courageous option is to stay and rebuild that relationship. Nevertheless, it won't surprise you to learn that infidelity remains the number one 
trigger for relationship breakdown across the globe. And sometimes that pressure to quit comes from external sources. There is no longer the same stigma around divorce. Your friends might say, hmm, can a leopard change its spots? Your mother might say, plenty more fish in the sea, my darling. But most times, that pressure to quit comes from within. Now, I toyed for a while with calling this talk a rapper's guide to infidelity because, uh, yeah, I know, <laughs> appearances can be deceptive. But seriously, for a while, I have been impressed by the candor of the rapper Jay-Z who has spoken out so movingly about the aftermath of when he cheated on his wife, the singer Beyonce. In an interview with the New York Times, he said that when you see on the face of your beloved the pain caused by your cheating, it makes you want to run away, hide, quit the relationship and never come back. And that sentiment reminded me of all my training in child development how when a child is naughty and it makes mummy cross, they can only see themselves as a bad child and they can only see mummy as cross mummy, bad mummy, and it makes them want to hide. And the child psychologist, Melanie Klein, called this splitting. How at moments of high emotion, you want to split off those good and bad parts of yourselves, but also of others. This is how we feel as a result of a revelation about cheating. All of that high emotion makes us want to revert back to that childhood defense mechanism. Jay-Z is talking about exactly the same psychological split and Hattie and Will, they went through exactly that same process. In Will's face, Hattie could only see this broken, furious man. And in Hattie, Will could only see this monstrous woman who'd broken his heart and ruptured his family. But this moment of splitting is the turning point. This is the courageous bit to hold the sweetness and the sorrow in your heart at the same time. Jay-Z and his wife Beyonce looked inward, faced their pain and emerged to rebuild a reinvigorated relationship with each other as well as writing a couple of albums in the process. Now, not all of us are going to be able to channel our emotional trauma into platinum-selling music, more's the pity, but we can all turn it into something arguably even more valuable, a reinvigorated relationship with our same partner. How do we do that? One of the callers to my show put it very simply recently, she, Rita, thank you, Rita, Rita said, to be courageous is to be vulnerable. It is only by being vulnerable that you can attempt to override those default childhood defense mechanisms. But it's hard. It takes courage. For the one betrayed, it takes courage to admit being hurt courage to examine events leading up to betrayal and courage to rebuild 
your confidence. And for the betrayer, it takes courage to admit causing hurt to the one you love. Courage to face your own guilt and courage to do the daily work required to repair that breach of trust. Now, I think there are three things, three brave things that the betrayer needs to do quickly to repair that breach of trust. I call it SOS. You know how like in Morse code, SOS is the internationally recognized signal for distress. It says, we are in crisis. Well, betrayer, you are in crisis. This is what you need to do. Say sorry, take ownership and do the spade work. Sorry, ownership, spade work, SOS. With sorry, of course, you apologize for what you have done. But you have to be quite careful with the English language because the word sorry has got a little bit distorted of late. It is not enough to say, I'm sorry you're shouting at me or I'm sorry I'm currently having to sleep in the spare room. That's not quite what I'm talking about. You have to get to a place of true contrition so that you can say, I am sorry I broke your heart. Similarly, with ownership, you must own what you did. It would not have been enough for Hattie, for example, to say, I'm sorry, Will, that I broke your heart, but you were always so busy with your music or your demanding parents. She had to own the choices she made to perpetuate an affair for two years. Thirdly, with spade work, the betrayer must take action. After all, actions speak louder than words and they act as a kind of insurance policy for your partner that you won't hurt them again. So whether yours was a sexual affair or an emotional one, the person you had the secret life with or told lies about has to be cut out of your life for good. So at work, Hattie had to reorganize things so that she never communicated with nor worked with Stuart ever again. And she agreed to be transparent with her phone, laptop, bank accounts and passwords. But once that SOS is in progress, if the couple are to repair their relationship, they have to sit down and work out what led to this affair. Now, don't get me wrong, this is not to let the Jay-Zs and Hatties of this world off the hook. Let me be clear. I believe that affairs are wrong, they are destructive, and I do not condone them. But if you are to work out what went wrong, you have to assess what left your relationship vulnerable to being blown off course. Remember what I said about splitting. It is not enough to say, you had the affair, therefore I am the victim. You are all bad and I am all angelic. Even if your partner was 99% responsible for the mess you are now currently wading through, that still leaves 1% for you to look at and own and work on. Because the very thing that will 
bring you together, keep you together as a couple, will be the thing that threatens to blow it off course. In Hattie's case, Hattie's affair was an escape, as so many affairs are, but not from a bad marriage or a, a bad husband, but from something earlier, something deeper, something of her own life, a, a, an escape from her identity, this golden child identity that had been nourished and nurtured by so many people over so many decades. But Will was in that marriage too. He too had his one percent. He too had bought into the idea that Hattie would always be strong and Hattie would always be the breadwinner and Hattie would always mother him in some way. And that had brought its resentments on both sides. Resentments followed by reactions. Couples can get too comfortable. We all need to sit down periodically and examine this beautiful, subtle, finely balanced ecosystem that we have created as a couple with the grooves that we have settled into, the assumptions, the resentments. They are what will blow your relationship off course the dreaded rut. And infidelity shakes you out of that rut and forces you to look in the mirror and ask, do I like who I have become in this relationship? And how can I change? Because change you must. You cannot go back to being the person you were before infidelity erupted your relationship, just as your relationship will never be the same again. It could be better. You could be like Hattie and Will, who moved on, but together. They stayed together. They are still together. And I do believe passionately that the more courageous option is to stay. But here's the thing. I am not saying you have to stay forever. Give it time look within, and you may very well fall back in love with your partner. Or not, but it is a win-win either way. Either you see your partner with new eyes, new passion, new compassion, or you learn enough about yourself to be able to move forward with confidence into the next healthier relationship. In other words, if your relationship really is broken, at least you know you were open, not just to repair, but to growing as a person instead of giving in to this swipe right, throwaway culture of ours that sees splitting as the only option. I've worked clinically around the world and the most amazing thing is that all my patients, whether whatever their race, their faith, their age, their sexual orientation, they have taught me that we all actually only want three things. We want to feel safe, yes. We want to feel loved, definitely. But we also want to feel heard in all of our delicious complexity. And that is the path of true love. Big 
thanks to Lucy Beresford for stopping by. Her website is lucyberesford.com. Her Instagram is the Lucy Beresford number one. And she's authored several books, but the most fitting that appears with today's episode is entitled Happy Relationships at Home, Work, and Play. And everything I mentioned, along with the link to the entire talk, will be in the show description. And before you go, you can just do me a big favor and follow the show or share it because these things help grow the show. And in doing so, it can impact and help more people overcome some of their struggles. So thank you. I appreciate you. And that is a wrap for me. I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll see you back here Friday with Dr. Joe Dispenza to close out our week. So until then, stay strong. Later.